I want to bring a message entitled, Mandate. And we'll look to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, and verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Neighbor, if we're going to get the job done, we must hurry. There is not much time left. We must labor till the whole world knows that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is Savior. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The end cannot come until that point in time when every nation shall have received the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do not say that every individual will receive the gospel, but every nation must hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus. The end, of course, is that point in time when the Lord Jesus Christ will come back to the earth to set up his kingdom on this earth, and he will reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. That's after the rapture, that's following the tribulation, and it will be at the second advent of Christ. During the tribulation time, God will employ even an angel to preach the everlasting gospel. He will fly through the heavens declaring the everlasting gospel, as we find in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, and in verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and the kindred and tongue and people. So there will be two angels announcing this everlasting gospel, and then there will be the two witnesses that God brings back during that period of time. And then there will be the 144,000 that are raised up, 12,000 out of each tribe of Israel that will preach Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. Yes, God is going to bring that witness to every nation under the sun. The mandate that God has given to the church is to preach the gospel to the whole world. As Jesus said in our text, which we'll look at once again, Mark 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Neighbor, missions is not an option. It is a mandate. It is commanded. It is the great commission that Jesus gave to the church. We're not commanded to build temples and cathedrals and church sanctuaries. I think it's fine to have church buildings and temples and cathedrals. There's no problem with that, but we're not commanded to build those. We're commanded to go out and preach the gospel to every creature, and those buildings are only a means to an end. The end, of course, being fulfilling the Great Commission, the mandate that he has given to us to preach the gospel to every creature. Only when these buildings serve as facilities to spread the gospel can we justify the expenditure, the time and effort that goes into it. Unfortunately, many churches have elaborate and ornate church buildings and furnishings and yet they have no missionary program whatsoever. It is a contradiction, friends. The mandate that Christ gave the church is to preach the gospel to every creature. He left us with a very clear objective. He shed his blood, not for buildings, not for organizations, not for programs, 
but he shed his blood to save lost souls. He laid down his life that every man and woman might have the access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He did not give the church a social agenda. People are trying to push the church into a social gospel and social activity. However, Christ did not give the church a social agenda. He gave the church an evangelistic agenda, that of witnessing and soul winning and evangelism. That is the passion of his heart. That's why he shed his blood. We can have the gospel of Jesus Christ without a lot of the byproducts that have come along the way. And I'm not knocking social programs. There's a place for that. But the mandate of the church is to preach the gospel. The Assemblies of God was founded as a missionary organization in the year of 1914 in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Believers who received this Pentecostal experience around the world and across the nation came together for that first General Council of the Assemblies of God, adopted into the Constitution and bylaws, and into the very stated purpose for being, was a clear missionary objective that this movement, this denomination, the Assemblies of God, would always be a missionary organization. Because of the emphasis on world missions, the Assemblies of God has grown more overseas than we have even here at home. The United States today has a membership and adherence of 2,257,000 people. Overseas, on foreign soil, our membership and adherence number 22,570,000. So that shows the success of the Assemblies of God missionary program. In 1992, just a year gone by, the Assemblies of God reported the following statistics. 1,677 active missionaries on foreign soil in 133 of the countries of the world and 22,570,000 members and adherents overseas. National ministers numbered 141,000 and churches and outstations numbered 141,000. Bible schools, which includes extension schools, numbered 783 Bible schools scattered around the world to train the nationals to reach their own people. Bible school enrollment in this uh, 783 Bible schools numbered 52,000 people trained to preach the gospel and raise up gospel uh, preaching points. The total foreign missionary income for the year of 1992 amounted to more than $100 million in the Assemblies of God. Now, every Assembly of God church should have a part. Unfortunately, some Assembly of God churches do not have a strong missionary program, but we do, and I'm thankful for that. But the whole constituency, all of the Assemblies of God churches put together, raised more than $100 million for foreign missions. Now, that does not include what we spend for home missions, but that's for foreign missions. What do we mean by the term world missions? Jesus said, go into all the world. He said, preach the gospel to every creature. That's home and abroad. That is world missions. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the scripture tells us, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria 
and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Neighbor, this began at Jerusalem. It spread into Judea, then into Samaria, and then finally Jesus said, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That is what world missions is all about. Foreign missions is well defined in the Assemblies of God in our denomination into four distinct uh, areas of the world. First and foremost is Latin America, that's the closest to us, and the Caribbean with a combined population of 437 million and 319,000 people in population in Latin America and the Caribbean islands. It includes Mexico, Central America, South America, and the Caribbean islands. Then secondly, there is the, the continent of Eurasia. This embodies a population of 2,151,460,000 people, and it includes Southern Asia, and Eastern Europe, and Western Europe, and the Middle East, and North Africa. Then there is the area known as Asia Pacific that we have designated. It embodies a population of 1,855,329,000 people. That includes Northern and Central Asia and the Pacific Islands. Finally, and the fourth area of the world that we designate as a world missions area is Africa. There the population in Africa is 600 million 882,000 people. Well, that embodies a lot of foreign soil and a great challenge to reach the peoples of this world. Home missions is right here in America. The inner city ministries, urban church planting, the American Indians, ethnic groups, college campuses, blind and deaf ministries. There are 47 cross-cultural ministries in the Assemblies of God. The Assemblies of God has the distinction of operating the only accredited private Indian college in the nation. And then it includes the military chaplaincy, and yes, the college campuses. There are so many areas for uh, the home missionary outreach to touch in our lives. The goals of Evangel Temple, well, I'd like for you to share with us as you pray for this church and its ministries what our missionary goals are all about. First and foremost, we want to be a lighthouse, a lighthouse to Jacksonville, to this great metropolitan area, to all of northeast Florida and southeast Georgia. Our prayer is, though, that the sun will never set on the far-reaching ministries of Evangel Temple, that somewhere every waking hour of every day there will be an ongoing ministry that our church is involved in and helps to support. Neighbor, God has given to us a five-year plan and five-year goals that we set back in 1989 and the coronation day will be in the spring of 1995, just a, actually a little more than five years, when we'll celebrate our 50th anniversary. It will be the golden jubilee of this church, 50 years of history. It will also mark my 30th year of ministry here as the pastor of Evangel Temple. In this five-year plan, we have devised a plan to be out of debt, to completely pay off all of our indebtedness, the mortgages included, for the simple reason we want to free up this church to be totally involved in a missionary outreach. Well, during that period of time, we're not putting missions on a back shelf. We have determined that during that five-year period when we're trying to get out of debt, 
we're going to double our missionary giving from what it was at the beginning of that five-year onset. Secondly, we plan to begin five brand new churches in the greater Jacksonville area, missions that our church helps to sponsor and to foster. And God is laying that upon our heart. Presently, we're looking at the area of, of Argonne Forest and uh, the area of Chimney Lakes, and we plan to start a church in southwest uh, Jacksonville in the very near future. Another part of that plan, though, embodies developing a major missionary strategy. Now, we have determined that we're not going to be inactive. As I said, we're doubling our missionary giving during this five-year period. But after that five-year period is over, God only knows what we will be doing in involving the world harvest. But during this time, we are continuing to build two church buildings overseas each year, one in the spring and one in the fall. This fall, we plan to go to the Dominican Republic and build a church building there for a poverty-ridden area where the people cannot afford to erect their own church building. But we will send a team of some 20-something men there, and in one week's time, we will put a church up from the ground up and put the roof on it. Then later, those people there will be expected to finish the building, put the doors and windows in, plaster the building, and whatever other amenities that they want to add, painting and so forth, and decorating the interior of the church. And what a joy to see these men from every walk of life, every career and every profession, as they come together. Some of them have never done as much as hold a hammer and drive a nail. And some of them wind up doing a little carpentry work for the first time in their life. Others have never mixed cement and mud, as we call it, and wheeled it out on wheelbarrows to the block layers. And some have never done that kind of hard work, and they come back with calluses and blisters in their hand. And there have been all kinds of situations. At one point in time, our men had to kind of live in very uh, rustic surroundings. They slept on army cots that they took with them, did all of their own cooking, had to boil their water, had outdoor facilities, and so it was kind of crude environment. But what a joy as they look back and remember that church in Belize. We helped to build churches in Belize, in Honduras, in Argentina, and in Ecuador, and Costa Rica, and in the Caribbean islands, and in the Virgin Islands. And God has laid it upon our heart during this five-year period to continue that activity. That is what our World Missions Convention is all about. It is to recruit the people to be involved, to pray for the harvest. It is to inspire the young people to commit themselves to do God's will. And neighbor, I believe that God is calling you to be a part of the end time harvest. I thank you for being part of this program. God bless you is my prayer.